Blog Talk Radio. to another episode on the Five Smooth Stone Network. How are you and yours doing this afternoon, soon to be evening? Well, I hope blessed, I hope highly favored by the Most High. It's not just some religious rhetoric, brothers and sisters. That's a true, true desire of mine that the listeners be blessed, starting with my own self and highly favored. It's a challenge because we have to be obedient to the Most High. Well, tonight we have teamed up again with, y'all should know by now, Wake Up Israel Podcast. Yes, we have teamed up with Wake Up Israel's podcast. And um, um, tonight I expect it to go as good as it did the first time. I expect the knowledge level to be what it was last time. I expect uh, the those participants to be uh, excited and um, just uplifted as they were last show. So if you missed it last Sunday at 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, we had part one talking about the distinguished apostle 
the one and only Apostle Paul, his teachings, what the Most High was saying through his life, through to humanity. I mean, because that's exactly what happened. The Father was speaking to humanity out of this vessel that we call Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament. So we have to get it right, what he's talking about, because, again, it was most of the New Testament, of the New Will. So, brothers and sisters, again, I want to thank you for your time tuning in tonight. We're going to do something a little different tonight. In a little bit, I'm going to move over to their show. What does that mean? How does that happen? Well, I'm going to call that show, and anyone with questions or comments on this show will be heard on that show. So we'll call that show in a minute, and uh, about 10 minutes to be exact, and then uh, we will be joined by the Wake Up Israel podcast family. All right? And again, we're talking about the Apostle Paul, his teachings on law and grace, asking the question, how is sin taken away? Yet anyone can sin. What does it mean for sins to be taken away? Then we want to talk about um, what is the difference between living under the law and living under grace. Was it a difference between living back then under the law and living under grace today? Of course there's a difference. What is that difference? And um, just, just, just basically, what is the difference between the law and grace? What does that mean? Uh, the Bible talks about how we're new creatures in Christ. And uh, we got into it last week after Easter and in the middle of the feast days. We talked about it. Uh, I mean, at the end, um, um, during the during the, the after the, I'm trying to y'all bear with me here. Just give me one second. I'm trying to do four things at one time. Okay, and brothers and sisters, remember we have two phone numbers. So, um, uh, if for some reason you're being charged for my phone number, which happens, you can call their show Erico five six three nine 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 three four nine zero. One more time, if you happen to call the show. If you're listening online right now, you want to comment, you go to call my show, and it's charging you, which it shouldn't, but Blog Talk has been trying to make some money, which they shouldn't be because we pay every month. Don't forget you can call Wake Up Israel Podcast Show directly, 563-999-3490. But brothers and sisters, this is going to be a great one. Okay, this is going to be a great show. Um, I just don't understand why there's so much confusion around the Pauline epistles. Um, but we're going to talk about this grace and what does it mean and how the Father needed it to be so, needed to institute grace because mankind just simply could not keep the law and they didn't understand the uh, uh, the the weightier matter, or the more important thing, which is the spirit, the right, excuse me, the righteousness that the law was supposed to bring. There is a righteousness that the law was supposed to bring, but mankind kept falling short, and the Father finally just placed humanity in Christ. And we're going to talk about that. So, like I said, we're going to call over to the. Um, 
Wake Up Israel uh, podcast with the uh, moderator, Brother Michael Israel. We know him on this broadcast to be Brother Kenwin, so we'll just be joined by them here shortly. A couple more things, and we'll move on to that show. I was in the middle of saying something. I lost my train of thought, as I do seem like so often this show. Well, let me just say this again. Follow us. Follow us, please, brothers and sisters. Very important. We need that presence on this social media. Uh, we're going to be doing some new things in the future, and we need the biggest presence we can because some folk out there is so misguided. They have to have someone that's got a very large following before they think you're telling the truth. It's sad, but it's just what we're dealing with. So, again, follow us where we can have that presence, where we can reach uh, those that's needing this manna that we know that the Father's given us, okay? Uh, Brother Purcell Porsche is going to be joining me over at Wake Up Israel. He's already over there, so when I call him in a little bit, we'll be uh, be reconnected with Purcell on the other side, so to speak. Um, just looking over my notes, make sure I cover everything. I, for those of you that's tuning in for the first time on the Five Swing Zone Network, we have to always remember we have first timers. Remember, brothers and sisters. Uh, we have over 500 shows. Actually, let me just play a, a little uh, intro that I've recorded talking about just that. So let's just do this really quickly. Let me go ahead and give the show instructions. Uh, again, you're going to press one just like you're on my show, but once we call over to, the, to, to, to their show, you'll be able to uh, be heard over at uh, Wake Up Israel just like you will be heard on, the, um, on my show. Again, whatever you're doing, Normally on the Five Swing Song Network, pressing one and commenting, you do it the same. You just press one, and they'll hear you just like you're on, uh, as you'll be on their show. So here's here's a little uh, recording that'll make it a little bit more clear as far as how to get uh, how to communicate with us. We'll be right back. Operators say 
you're now off the host queue. So you have to be on the host queue in order for us to see your hand raised. And then when you get done again, press one the second time, and you'll hear her say you're off the host queue. The reason why it's important to be off the host queue once you've commented, because you may want to come back on again and comment. And then you just simply press one. Also, I want to remind everybody that we have 500 shows with hundreds of topics, with different guests from all walks of life, all different ethnic groups. We have people that travel the world, very intelligent people, very educated on our show. And and more importantly, uh, a lot of God-centered people, a lot of people led by that Ruach HaKadosh, that Holy Spirit, are sharing on our network. So Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio. That's the fastest way to get to us. Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics. Uh, at your leisure. Lastly, we want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning into the Five Phone Network. Shalom. <laughs> I'm back. Okay, brothers and sisters, let's go ahead and call Wake Up Israel's podcast. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Appreciate it. Um, so without further ado, it's your boy and Dr. Purcell and Del Forche all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, for with uh, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believers through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Our foundation scripture is Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13, which reads, Ye are the salt of the earth. And if the salt have lost his favor, wherewith shall it be salted? For it is good for nothing but to be trodden under foot of men. Um, so that is my thrust. My thrust is. Uh... And again, brothers and sisters, we have now tuned into the Wake Up Israel podcast. Brother Purcell, that's that's who you hear. He's normally on this show, but he's he's over there. He's on, at that show opening up for them, and uh, will be brought on here shortly. To walk circumspectly, um, as the Bible tells us to. Um, we have to walk in who we are, in other words. Um, but in order to walk in who we are, we have to first know who we are. Um, so that is my thrust. My thrust is also um, the body of Christ, the, 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 the state of the body of Christ. Um, that's my heartbeat. That's my assignment. Um, that is, God has given me a burden 
of the state of the body of Christ because we're experiencing some some crazy stuff within the body of Christ. Right, right. Giving, oh yeah. It's giving the, the for real. It's giving the body of Christ a black eye, and it has us looking real <laughs> real foolish. Um. So, um, that is the attack that I'm launching. Um, I'm proactive against this attack. I'm contending for the faith. Um, uh, I'm an ambassador, which is a representative of Christ. So um, that, 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 that's it in a nutshell, man. That's who I am. You know, that's who I am. All right. All right. Amen. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we were glad to have you on the show as always, man, uh, uh, to bring that now, you know, that balance to the show. All right. Uh, okay, we got another caller uh, that's in. Um, see, I know Brother Self and the Five Smooth Stone family uh, ought, to been join, ought to be joining us. Uh, let me see if this is that number. Uh, Eric code 347. Let me open up Unmuted. the mic. Eric code 347, brother. you are live on air. Absolutely, Brother. This is all Brother right, Seth. All right, all right. Bringing on the Fosmuston uh, callers as well and chat room uh, activity as well. Thank you for having us on. All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, Brother Self, could you uh, elaborate a little bit about the Five Smooth Stones and uh, what it's all about uh, with, with their uh, blog talk show and uh, kind of put that out there uh, for us? Yeah, Five Smooth Stone. Uh, is is a name I came up with. Can't say God said it, but He could have very well gave it to me. But sometimes things that come from our spirit is a father. And we just don't know it. Unfortunately, we should though. But in 2011, seeing the body of Christ always seemingly last to social events, seemingly always on the wrong side, oftentimes in Ill- illegal activity with Republicans, illegal activity with. Democrats, out of ignorance for the most part, seemed like the body of Christ was always in the way of progress. And so these are well-meaning people, born-again people, they're just not knowing what's going on. Brother Seth got the burden and the vision, I believe, from the Father to start up uh, something uh, with regards to blogging. And I call it the Five Stone Stone. And uh, 576 shows later, here we are, where we talk about five topics for the most part, uh, but we do talk about everything if it relates to so-called African-Americans, uh, Israelites, who we believe are the Israelites. Uh, but really, sometimes our our topics relate to the world. It may, it's a world event, not so much African-Americans. But the five topics I'll mention real quickly, I don't have time to go into the uh, what they are for time's sake, but we talk about who are the true people of the Bible very important if you want to understand anything about this world what's going on you got to understand who israel is because they are a type of time clock we measure all type of prophetic things based upon who the true jews are it is vital 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 humanity know who the jews are because the bible also says those that bless you i will bless those that curse you i will curse you don't want to be on the wrong side of that so it is imperative that the world know who israel is and that they be a blessing to them we also talk about the one world government. Don't talk about that much on the show like we used to. Uh, 
but uh, this is the new world order, the one world government, what they're doing, all of the wicked things that the government is doing and other governments are doing, how they're trying to be like the Father and have another kingdom. It's all this. It's just a, something to rival the kingdom of God in a nutshell. That's about 24 shows, though, right there. And then we talk about um, something called white supremacy. We we don't. I don't believe white supremacy is where everybody else believes. I think white supremacy is a philosophy, and anybody can believe it. As a matter of fact, Brother Seth can't speak for the rest of the Five Sons on Network, but I know that and I believe that, and the Father has shown me more importantly, that white supremacy is a philosophy, and anybody can believe it. And white people are only 10% of the world's population. So that would mean 90% of the world uh, that's left, of course, they control, right? White people are in control right now. So that means most white supremacists that have to agree with these white people uh, that have to be supportive, uh, I know a lot of them fight it, but most of the world, we would have to say that a white supremacist, well, let me say it like this, most white supremacists in the world have to be people of color, not white people. And matter of fact, white mm, people, okay. if, if you think you're superior, you're if, you, if whites think they're superior, they are indeed a white supremacist. But I don't believe whites think they're superior because they have a mirror. I think they go along with it, some of them. Some of, some of them are ignorant enough and low-level enough in the ranks to actually believe that. Uh, but most white people that are intelligent, I don't think they believe that. I think they're just going along with the lies. So they are liars and deceivers if they do that. I don't think they're white supremacists based on the definition. I think white supremacists, anybody that really believe it, I'll tell you who believe that, foreigners and black people. We really believe they have a better life. They're, they're this, they're that, they're that, they're that. We believe that stuff don't stink. They know their stuff stinks because they got to sit in the restroom with it, so to speak. I'm talking about life now, y'all. So I don't think most white supremacists are white. I don't care how many mass shootings and all that white power, white power. That's the extreme version of it. But I can show you self-hate among black people, which is nothing more than white supremacists, where they get it from. And then, of course, we also talk about leprosy. Uh, which is uh, what we think white skin is originally. We think the original people of the Bible were black, and with this teaching on leprosy, it breaks the back of white supremacy because if the people of the Bible were black and the early earth was black, then all these other topics become easy to believe. So leprosy is a thing I teach on the least. We talk about the least, but when we talk about it, it's a backbreaker because if it's true, if that Bible is full of dark-skinned people and all of the enemies of those Jews or Israelites were dark-skinned people and the whole earth was dark-skinned people, then the question is, where did white people come from? And that's where that teaching comes from. It talks about how that we were, we, not white folks, we lost our pigmentation. That's another, that's a deep teaching there. And the last thing we talk on is the kingdom of God, which is what we talk about the most, this Christ, this kingdom coming. And what we're going to be talking about tonight, this all has to do with the kingdom, Brother Kenwin. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So this is the, uh, this is part two of our last encounter, uh, Brother Seth. Uh, and, um, well, I, I want everybody to understand my position, but at the same time, I want you brothers to um, elaborate a lot more on Paul's uh, message because uh, you can find the spiritual walk in all these Bibles and all these books in the Bible. However, it's the Apostle Paul that takes it uh, even deeper than, than everybody else. And he breaks it down, being that he's a scholar in the Scriptures, uh, to a level 
that is just genius in how he put it together. Um, and so uh, that is kind of a stumbling block that I have for myself in the spiritual walk. Uh, I, I often say that I'm carnal, kind of worried as a badge of honor, you know, of all the commandments, thou shalt not, you know, um, and everything else, all the, all that God commanded us to do. Uh, and there's a spiritual, uh, deeper spiritual understanding about those commandments. And uh, it's somewhere meeting in the middle that we strive to be so we can be full 360 with, with Christ and with the Father. So uh, that's what I'm pursuing, uh, and, uh, and that's the ultimate goal, all right? And so I want uh, you guys, I was going to throw some scriptures out there, uh, and I wanted you guys, well, I was going to read chapters uh, uh, Romans 7. I was going to read that and have you guys uh, kind of break it down, give me your understanding on it. And uh, instead of us going back and forth and things, I want everybody to be clear on where I stand and why I'm asking you brothers to, uh, you know, to break this down, because it's kind of a stumbling block up, up in there. I'll be asking a few questions, but... Uh, all ears is going to be on what you brothers, uh, how you brothers kind of put that together. Because uh, that's what we really want on this show today. Okay? Uh, yes. All right. Yes. Anybody got any questions on that before I, before I get started? No. I, um, I just wanted to welcome Brother Seth. And, uh, yes, I'm looking. I'm I'm listening. I just wanted to say that. And uh, it's going to be uh, good to have and to have these brothers uh, um speak today so uh so i won't come back on i'm gonna mute myself out but uh i just want y'all to know that i'm listening well sister Phil, oh, okay. and i appreciate uh, feel free to ask you. a question yeah. okay I am, thank you i am pronouncing your name right huh. sister Thea, right sir my sir, yes well yes sir thel uh it's just the uh it's just short for thelma oh, okay all right it's well, short listen. for thelma like the Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this to you, Sister Thel. I really appreciate your spirit, okay? Uh, as I said to you last week, there is no big eyes. I don't play that. That's why I don't do well with a lot of uh, pastors and apostles and all that, because I don't play the name game. I don't feel nobody is over. The Holy Spirit can move on you to say something that can silence all of us, not just a competition, thing like that. So I just appreciate your humility, we're nothing without the Holy Spirit, which you have. And please feel welcome to take the same authority that you think we have and and, 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 and just dialogue with us whenever you feel the need to say something. I just want to say that to you and, and to Brother uh, Michael. Michael, uh, I appreciate the humility. I hope I have the same. I hope that my humility level can match yours because truly, that's what the Father's looking for, and that's when we can grow, when we have an open mind. Uh, this is why I said so many times last show, brother, don't keep apologizing. You you stand your ground, whatever you believe, because we're all in this together. We all learn. Brother Seth don't know it all, but what I know I have confidence in. But even though I have confidence, brother, right. this don't mean I'm right. I just want to say that to both of you. Well, yeah, understood, understood, right. and I understand that, and I appreciate you, you guys because you're you're scholars. Uh, you know, no doubt, and 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 I can feel your spirit as well. Uh, so you can feel 
you can you you know there's a feeling that you get from someone else, especially when they're talking. It somehow um, just comes into your spirit, and you can feel it because the whatever you're saying, it's allowed. The Most High allows it. And I was telling um, uh, Brother Micah, if it, if He didn't want you to air your voice to go out into the atmosphere. You know, I think he can, can decide what he wants to do if he likes what you're putting out, or he can he can change anything. And I just want to say, brother, everything you say is not in vain. And and when you said that um, you came up with five smooth stones, I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought about it because you know we think stones, you know, it's kind of have jagged edges and cut edges when you pick up a rock or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But you know. It's, it doesn't have to hurt us to get information. It, it really, when we step on the stones, it doesn't have to prick our feet or what have you for us to get it. Actually, uh, it's, it's very easy, and, and uh, with the Holy Spirit coming into you, you receive it. And then a lot of other things, it's just really what my brother calls smooth. <laughs> it's just really smooth. I mean, the information, the, the, the spirit, of the, it's smooth. It just comes move right into your, your life, and everything starts, you start seeing things differently, and you're feeling better. Yes. And you release a lot right. of things. So, so you see the the commandments, like he wants it to be, it'll be in us. We don't have to read, and we don't have to do that. When we have that Holy Spirit in us to lead us and guide us, uh, I think that we'll be all fine. I appreciate you. I know I talk a lot, so I'm gonna say shalom, shalom, and I'll just be listening. Thank you. All right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all. Okay, so uh, the plan is is to, uh, I'm going to read this chapter. Feel free to stop me if uh, uh, there's a certain point that you want to get, but I want to read all of Chapter 7 and then reflect on, on, on what's, what's he actually saying, what, what's being said here, all right? He is definitely uh, going into some deep, heavy teaching here, and uh, uh, he himself is, if, if my, to my understanding, was born in this area. Even though he's Israel, he was born over here in this area. So he's very fluent. He's a citizen here. Uh, and most likely he wasn't the only, there wasn't the only family there. There's other Israel, uh, uh, other Israelites that are there in Rome or in this area where they are. And uh, he's talking, I want to say, to a mixed multitude of people. Right, and so uh, I definitely want to get uh, you guys understanding on what exactly is he saying, because he's such a scholar, more than all the other apostles. And uh, I, well, I just want to throw it out there. I know it's kind of off tough subject a little bit, but I, no. him being a scholar, then he probably understands that one day Israel will be cast off from Jerusalem. They're going to be kicked out into the four corners of the earth. Because Christ warned when, when Rome surrounds us, you know, to flee to the mountains, you know. So um, he knows all of this stuff, including prophecies, right? So that's what makes him uh, that apostle that 
you really want to check him out. He goes so deep that it can it can literally go over your head. So, uh, uh, yeah, before, I'm about to read uh, Romans chapter seven, start at one. Uh, anybody want to say something before I get started? Because I'm going to dive right on in. Before no? you get started, okay. okay. I want to say this to All everybody because right, when 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 he finished, I, I want to try to explain, and I'm sure Purcell want to jump in there whenever he he can do it. He's no less than me in authority, and and, and and the Holy Spirit can use Purcell or any of us equally. But I want everybody to pay attention to some phrases. In him, uh, by him, in Christ, in whom, okay, because I'm going to submit to you that we as a humanity has been placed inside this giant aquarium like where fishes are, we're all been placed inside. I like to use that typology, y'all. So keep in mind that's what Brother Seth is going to go with this. So when Brother, when this Brother Reed, when Brother Michael Reed, and you hear it in him, think of what Brother Seth is saying and watch how many times you hear the word in him by whom. In. So having said that, I'm done. Okay, okay, all right, y'all. Here we go. Romans chapter seven, verse one. Uh, know ye not, brother, for I speak to them that know the law. That's Israel right there. How that the law have dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, yea, also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that yea, should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter. We shall what shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of consequences. Uh, is it consequences? Uh, C O N C U P. Uh, okay, Con- I'm gonna say consequences. Consequences. Okay. Yeah, and, For and without brother, the law, uh, can, seeing brother Micah, someone is moving in the background, and and this noise is going to be on both of our shows on the recording. So, if you're not speaking, you may want to mute okay. us. Go ahead, brother. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Let me read uh, verse 8 one more time. 
But sin, taken occasion by the commandments, brought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandments came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment, which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. For sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly, exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then, it is more I that do it, but seeing that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, for the for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law yes. in my members, war, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Yes. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Oh, that was a tongue twister, but there was a, there was a few things that I can literally picture what I'm talking about, what I'm living right to this very day and I'm dealing with, that battle within myself. You know, uh, uh, especially being a trucker over the road, hungry, going to a truck stop, you know. Uh, they got a pot of, uh, don't know uh, uh, what type of meat is in that pot, <laughs> mystery meat, <laughs> okay, <laughs> gumbo, you know. And uh, so it sure is smelling good. But yet I go ahead and get the french fries, go with the burger, maybe a dry burger without the fixings all on it. I understand what Paul is saying, that even when I do good, that evil is there. You know, that evil, that temptation 
is still there gnawing at the mind, you know. So I, I take pride that I chose the right decision. However, that it was still there. It was still present. It didn't go away, you know. And I got to constantly keep fighting this little fight of mine, you know what I'm saying, to try to stay uh, what we call righteous in the law. So I was hoping these brothers can kind of paint a good picture of what Paul is. He's a scholar, y'all. He, he, who else can explain this better than Paul, right? When you take in his uh, his journey to be Paul from Saul, you know, and uh, and he's, he's he's teaching. He's teaching right yeah. now, and I'm trying to to understand him. I'm trying. I can relate. So I'm trying to understand Sandal. All right, brothers, well, if brother, y'all can, could, y'all could uh, get started with that. Well, uh, mm-hmm. let me let me say this. First of all, I didn't get a chance to say hi to Brother Purcell. Brother Purcell, welcome, and, and, and I know you weren't on the on on the Five Swing Stone opening, but I uh, appreciate you doing what you did and going over to uh, Wake Up Israel. But let me just say this about Romans 7. First of all, Brother Purcell... Are you okay with me going first on this? Yes. However, I do want to share something because there's something we got stuck on, which was concupiscence. And I want to I want to deal with that real quick, and then you can go to what uh, go ahead. you were going to say. Um. I just want to make sure that we're clear on that word, that word concupiscence. The biblical definition of concupiscence is um, theological ethics. In theological ethics, concupiscence comes in three grades. It may cover first the whole range of appetite and desire. The actual, uh, let me digress just one second. The actual definition is strong sexual desire, okay? That's what concupiscence is. However, the biblical uh, definition for concupiscence is, has to deal with the appetite of the individual. And and it's covering um, a whole range of appetites. In other words, another term that would be synonymous with our appetite would be uh, the different vices that we have. For some of us, it might be porn. For some, it might be eating too much. For some, it might be um, a liar. Uh, for some, it might be um, I have a fetish, a foot fetish, or I have a, um, I mean, it's just a range of things. It's just the, the appetite of the individual, okay? Um Secondly, that desire which is not deliberate, but a spontaneous reaction of the appetitive part of a person. And thirdly, that which actively opposes free and rational decision. Okay? So that's what that's just to give you an overview of what concupiscence is so that we didn't uh, just completely overlook that. Um, because I, I just personally believe if God 
um, put that in there, it had a, it has a significance in that particular book or that particular chapter. Okay, so it's talking about the appetites of right. man, the very appetites that we all deal with. You know, whatever that might be. Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Seth. I just wanted to bring that out. Well, first of all, I, I want to say this. Brothers and sisters, the Father's not confused. I, I think a lot of times the reason why we can't see the brother Seth went over the time over my life when I been, haven't been able to see something, kept struggling with it, it was because it wasn't fitting my background, my theology, uh, what I may have felt the Father was saying. So once I said, again, it, it's not the way I was raised. I was raised Pentecostal, and, and this I'm reading is coming against what I'm believing in. And so I'm trying to find how I can get around it. Now, I'm, I can't say that's what anybody on this show is doing, but I do know this. Over the years, I've run into many, many people that was doing that. These scriptures are powerful, any chapter can deliver us or get set us free if we if we just would just give it a chance and just just take it for what it's saying. If it say we are no longer under the law, don't say different. Just cont- continue. This is what I've learned. Just say what the scriptures say. Word it like the scriptures word it. If it says we're under the law then you say it like that. If it say we are dead to the law, whenever you're describing the Bible or whatever, say, because you know we're dead to the law. Be able to say everything the Scripture's saying. If you can't, you got your own agenda. Something ain't right. Now, I promise I'm not no cocky person, if I can use that word. I, I, I'm being as humble as I can when I say this. I'm not confused on this matter. I was in bondage to holiness belief for a season. Uh, and the Father set me free. Holiness people are the worst ones because we're taught you've got to work for your salvation. If you die in the middle of doing sin, you're going to hell. That's how I was brought up. So this message wasn't easy for me to accept the fact that you can just receive righteousness. Come on, man. It took me a while. Uh, the, the father used a, a, a minister that I, I mentioned last week. I'm going to mention his name again, Andrew Womack. He just got a knack with talking about grace. Don't trust him on political science because these white males wrestle. They're in and out of white supremacy. Not all, not all, but... That brother on grace got it. And because he got it, when he was able to share with me, I was able to give it. So, Romans 7. This is interesting because Apostle Paul, I'm just going to read uh, and hop around a little bit, but I want you all to really think about what Apostle is saying here. The distinguished Apostle Paul, we need to give him his respect. This man authored half of the New Testament. He is not to be played with. I know we say Paul, and we'll probably continue to say Paul, but we probably should. We can call him Paul. Just make sure we 
give them respect of the oven apostle. For verse number two, let's start verse number one. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over man as long as he liveth. We know what that means. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by, listen to this, for a woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, talking about the law, she is freed from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another. Now watch verse 4. Wherefore, my brother, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. What does that mean? See, the Bible says, where there is no law, there is no sin. When we say we don't sin or can't sin, we're talking about because we're in the body of Christ. I'm talking spiritual. I'm going to go spirit, flesh, spirit, flesh. I know people have problems with it. But you're not going to be able to fit a lot of scriptures into your theology if you think when you sin in the flesh, that's you. The Father's not going to allow you in his presence. You don't, you're don't. you not righteous because of you sinning. It's, there's a whole lot of scriptures going to give you trouble. Brothers and sisters, I submit to you. None of these scriptures give me trouble. As long as you see yourself a spirit in a vehicle to carry you around that's decaying every day to one day it gives away, you are a spirit. You're not a body. You're a spirit in a body. Because if you are a body, and that's it, when you die, there is no more you. So some keeps living. So what is that? You are a spirit in a vehicle called a body. So what the Father has said, that he has placed that spirit, as far as identity is concerned, in Christ. If he wants to do that, fine. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. If he say, set your spirit while it's in that body, I see your Real address is in Christ, not where you live. I'm just going to take it, man. If he says, I am, as long as you're in Christ, once you've accepted Christ, once he is in you and you in him, I'm going to see you at the righteousness of God, of righteousness of me in Christ, I'm just going to accept it. I don't care how crazy it sounds. I don't care what the flesh tricked me into doing or saying or believing or thinking. I don't care. The Father wants to give me righteousness. I'm going to get righteous. It's kind of like the Israelites. They was knuckleheads. But once Moses shed that lamb, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, sacrificed that lamb, they was all given the same righteousness. 
thing is they just couldn't keep it. They was no more righteous than we are right now. But they couldn't keep it. They were sin. They had to offer up another lamb and another lamb and another lamb. That's why the Father had to do something different. Wherefore, my brother, ye also have become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should marry another. That ye should be married to another, even to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Now, people just read that little part of that just keep on going. Did you hear what the man said? He said, you were married to this other person so you can bring forth fruit. The purpose of God making us righteousness, brothers and sisters, is so we can have that complex of being righteous. And with that righteous man complex, thinking we're just holy and we're righteous and we're in Christ, when we think like that, we can bring forth fruit. But the way preachers and, and everybody teaching you, the way your mom and dad refer to you, everybody got a last name and you're saying you're black and we're in America and all these stigmas and scenarios and narratives we play out in our lives, we're all told with a loud voice, you ain't nothing but dirt. How many times you hear people say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? They want you to stay in this mindset of sin. And guess what you do? You can't bring forth fruit. So the Bible says, I'm going to give you righteousness. That's all this is saying. Apostle Paul later on talks about a struggle he has in his flesh. The man said, in my inward man, I seek the Father. But with my flesh, I crave other things. He calls it evil. Wonder what that was. Whatever it was, it was evil, and he shouldn't have been doing it, but he craved it. Then what gets me is verse 24. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from what? The body. <laughs> People just read over this like, oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. no, 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 you what he said. Who shall deliver me from the body of this debt? And he goes on to say, hear me out, brothers and sisters. I thank God through, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, that renewed mind, I'm not talking about after you read scriptures and get the mind. I'm talking about the spirit. This is the spirit here. So with the mind, I serve the law of God. There's another scripture. The reason why I say that script, that's the mind says spirit, because Paul said right above, he said, so with the inward man, verse number 22, he said, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. That's why I say that word mind in verse 25 is spirit. And then there's another scripture that says, uh, 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 same apostle, he says, I have it written down here. He says, uh, God whom I serve with my spirit. Let me find that for y'all real quick. Priscilla, can you find that verse for me? It says, uh, he says, God whom I serve with my spirit. If you can just type that in, this should get it. I'm quoting it verbatim. God who I serve with my spirit. It's major. So what the apostle is saying there is he served God with his spirit. Here it is, Romans 1 and 9, 1 and 8, 1 and 8. For God 
is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit. See, most of y'all been taught, you, you know, what you do in your flesh, you're serving God. Yes, we, are, we have a duty to do with the body, but the Bible says those that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. It don't say nothing about a body. What you're supposed to do if you're worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth is going to affect your body. I'm going to say that again. You don't worship God with your body, per se. You present your bodies to him, but he can't accept it. So how can you be, I think, let me just say it like this. Because, again, every scripture got to line up. Now, if he says those that worship must worship in spirit and in truth, then why are we going to add you got to worship in spirit and in body? No, the spirit is what guides the body. So here's what I believe. And here's what's more important the scripture is saying, I believe, right here in Romans 7. And then Romans 8 we really can read, too, because that's when he talks about there is no condemnation. But let me, let me go on and, and nail this down. This is how the Father gave it to me, brothers and sisters. We crave, the Bible says, we've been born again inside. When the Holy Spirit came into our, everybody has the Holy Spirit. Everybody may not be filled with the Holy Spirit to the degree you would speak in tongues, but no, everybody is has the Holy Spirit. That's how you was born again into the body of Christ. When you believe in the Messiah and accept him into your life, and you really have that faith that only the Father can give you now, but you really believe, and you weren't there 2,000 years ago, but you really believe that he died and rose again, that's a miracle right there. Stop right there. But if you can do it and you believe that, that means it's a gift. At that moment, the Holy Spirit does something with you. So these people that are saying you don't have the Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say about that because the Holy Spirit baptizes you, it merges you into something called the body of Christ. At that point, your spirit becomes righteous. You become one with Christ, who is one with the Father. Your identity is then hid in Christ. That's why you call yourself from now the body of Christ. That's when you see another brother or sister that have done the same thing. You say, how you doing, Brother Smith, Brother John? Because all of us have this common experience of being baptized by this Holy Spirit, who these folk hollering by we don't have, which is ludicrous. Then don't call him brother or sister then if you don't think you have the Holy Ghost. It don't make sense. So we're brothers and sisters because of us being immersed into this new identity called the body of Christ. Now, that spirit that has been born again because the Holy Spirit is coming to you cannot sin. No, it can't do it. Now, you can constantly sin and sin and sin and sin and sin and messing up, just living all kind of crazy. You can lose the faith. And just quit believing. But that ain't the Father rejecting you. That's you rejecting the Father. You just don't believe no more. That's why we can't be sinning because we run from the Father, not him pushing us out. We just no longer have that faith because of sin. So wrapping up here and to get Purcell and others in, Paul was talking about an experience he had, and we all have that same experience. I'm talking about born-again folks right now. I'm not talking about the world where we love the Father, and we know even when we sin, even, brothers and sisters, if you forget everything I'm saying, what about when you sin? <laughs> what about when you're doing that thing you know you don't have no business? Isn't there a voice inside of you grieved? Well, the world don't have that. There's something in you priceless 
I told my sister one time that was having trouble with this teaching, why should the father throw that part of you in the hell? Okay, Donna, my sister, I understand my flesh. It does look like it needs to go to hell because I was just looking at porn. You're right, it does fit. I got you. But what about the part of me that was crying out, oh, Father, help me. Lord, I don't want to do this. Deliver me. You can't take that from me. They can't take that from you. It's in you. It's not in the world. What about that? That's what Paul is talking about. So he goes on in Romans 8 and says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ. That's us. But listen to this one. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now I've had you say, that go right there, brother. It's saying you can't be walking after the flesh. You got to be walking after the spirit. And to their, to their, in their defense, it do sound like it could be saying that. One more time. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ. You know, that's us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So what they're saying is, if you walk out there and doing the things that's evil, you're walking after the flesh. But what about your inward man? If, you, if your spirit is craving what's righteous, isn't that you walking after the spirit? But watch this. I'm going to say that one more time. Slow down, brother, because we've got to get brother. Got to get the other brothers and sisters in here. The way the Father gave to me, Paul did not change from Romans 7 to Romans 8. What preachers preach, how they preach it is this. This is how they preach it. You see right here it says, Therefore there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Brother, if this scripture means what they say it means, listen to me and listen to me carefully. Nobody goes to heaven. Nobody. Nobody. That can't fit into the scriptures, though, because what about First John three that says we have an we have this this his seed remaineth in us. What is the seed that's in us? And it says can't sin. Well, who is that? Who do we know that can't sin? So it can't be talking about the flesh, talking about the spirit. Paul said, I thank God right above, I serve God with my inner man. He was, let me go up here and read it. What verse was that? Get me out, y'all. Here we go. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. And y'all know Paul did a bunch of things, a lot of great works, because of this right here, this inward man, being shipwrecked. Everybody know Apostle Paul went through it, how he died. Just, I mean, this brother, he is living example of Romans 8. So we are not walking after the flesh. If we, if we can read Romans 8, you're going to see something walking after and walking in. Warring after and let me see. I want to get the verse here. I want y'all to see there's a difference. You can be in Christ and walking. Just, I'm going to look for it. I want, I want y'all to read it. 
trying not to, I'm trying my best not to read the whole chapter. But Brother Kenwin, I think you have to read the whole chapter because I want people to see there is a difference. There are people that are in Christ and their flesh craves wickedness. Now, if your spirit man is born again and you're in what Apostle Paul is going through, if okay, put it like this: if Apostle Paul didn't have the inward man craving to do righteous, then I would say that he don't have nothing in him but just the flesh and to just walk after both his spirit and his flesh, which neither neither one of them are born again. But Apostle Paul says it very clearly. For I delighting the law of God after the inward man. But don't worry, verse two is about to nail it. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free. There it go right there. Boom. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, and we're in Christ, verse 1, just says those that are in Christ, for it's saying right here, listen, there is therefore no, no condemnation to them which are in Christ. So those who are just wrestling with what I'm saying about walking after the flesh, listen to this. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, has made me free from the law of sin and death, which operates in our members. Don't worry, it's going to say that, though. One more time. For the law of the Spirit, of life in Christ, because he's in Christ, it made him free from the law of sin and death. Now, what we should read is Romans 5 and Romans 6 that talks about where there is no law, there is no sin. That's why Paul opens up with Romans 6, or what should we say then? Should we just sin, sin, sin? Because Paul nails it in Romans 5, saying, sin have no dominion over us. We're not under the law. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, it's kind of like the best way I can explain it the Father gives to me is like living in a building. The building has been condemned, where in the Old Testament, they was living inside of their flesh, and the Father judged them accordingly. That's why they have to offer up sacrifice and so forth. Now we have been, this body has been condemned, and now life is in Christ, in the Spirit. It's not in our body no more. But don't worry, it's going to make it clear and clear. Verse 3, for what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, here we go, condemned sin in the flesh, like you condemn a building. One more time, verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He's sending his son for sin. Condemn sin in the flesh. Watch this. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit like the apostle Paul. One more time, for the righteousness of the law, might, for, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Paul talks about he delight in the, the uh, in, in the Father with the inward man, and then don't forget scriptures I just read that he says, with my spirit he worshipped the Father. So. If we're worshiping the Father with our spirit, why do we pay so much attention to the flesh? So what's supposed to happen with our flesh, brothers and sisters, for those of you that's hearing what they heard, and I'm wrapping this up, y'all. What you're that's hearing you say, on. some of you, is what Apostle was saying in, in, in Romans 5. Romans 5, he hit it so hard about our bodies can't sin, 
So he opens up Romans 6. That's why I want I want to play an audio that's reading Romans 5 and Romans 6. Give Brother Kenwin a break. And you can hear what I'm saying. Paul, the Apostle Paul hit so hard Romans 5 about how sin, we're dead to it. It's, we're dead to it. He opens up Romans 6, says this, so what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? How shall we that are dead? If you're dead to sin, you're dead to sin. Brothers and sisters, there's a part of us that dead to sin. If you're having trouble with what I'm saying, I understand. But just chew on this scripture. How are you dead to sin? What's dead to sin? And whatever he is saying is dead to sin, that's what the Father is working with. Well, I don't know. I do walk after the flesh. If you have the spirit of the Father inside of you, craving Abba Father, that's your barometer. You have to because that's what you're really walking after. Apostle Paul, again, didn't get saved in Romans 8. It's the same Romans, same Apostle Paul in Romans 7 and Romans 8. He had this same struggle in Romans 8. Yes, he did. He just said, I'm no longer in the flesh. I'm in the spirit. Life in Christ. This whole, y'all, I'm just going to wrap it up here. The whole New Testament is saying this over and over and over and over again. It's saying it over and over again. It's not just Apostle Paul. Others are saying this. Righteousness is a gift. We have now been given a spirit that help us obey laws. We keep more laws in the Old Testament. But we're justified through Christ. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Final verses real quick. That the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us who walk after the flesh but after the spirit. Some of you still saying, yeah, but that's walking after the flesh means that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. If you're born again and you have that spirit, that's what you want. Well, don't worry. It's going to get clear. Again, you can prove something. If something is true, you can prove more than one way. Some of you I can feel in my spirit. You may not see it yet. Watch this. For they that are after the flesh do mind, mind the things of the flesh. That wasn't what the Apostle Paul was doing. Now do you understand what I mean by if you have the Spirit of God, you're walking after the Spirit? Listen, it's what you're, it's, he said with his mind. Listen, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Now the Apostle Paul said his mind was after the things of God, but he did say there's some things in his flesh he find himself doing. But he says, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? His body is death. It isn't a decaying state. It always craves evil. But the cravings of the flesh does not dictate the heart of a believer. Let me go on. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Because that the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. I don't think people understand that at all. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That's talking about your flesh, not your spirit. 
So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Listen, when he say they that are in the flesh, he's talking about they that, that are in the flesh whose spirit is not born again. Paul said with his flesh he find himself doing things he hated. So it it can't mean just what your flesh do. It's talking about what your spirit also is doing. Watch this. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Those that are in the flesh that have not been placed in Christ. Those that are not born again that have not been placed in Christ. This is who verse 6, 7, and 8 is talking about. So, but watch verse number 9, and I'm done after I read this. This is what I've been trying to say. But ye are not in the flesh. <laughs> now, here we are on earth, living, breathing, going to the restroom every four hours. This man saying, but ye are not in the flesh. This is what I've been trying to say. But in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Did I do a good job explaining what the man just said? Probably not. But thank you, Apostle. He just nailed what I was trying to say. But ye are not in the flesh. Well, Paul, yes, we are in the flesh. We're in the, oh, we're in the earth. Not if the spirit of God dwells in you. Your position is not in the flesh. <laughs> but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of God, of the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. First John 3 says a little different. It says, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you never even known him. And it goes on to say, if you sin, it say you never known him. So based on how a lot of y'all think, if you really have sinned, if you really, really have sinned, according to 1 John 3, we read it last week, if you really say you sinned, you don't know God. That's what it says. So your theology got to explain that. My theology can. I'm saying what the apostle just said. For ye are not in the flesh. We are in the spirit. Our life is in the spirit. When Christ who in our life shall appear, then shall we appear with him. Ye are crucified. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but the life that I live is now in Christ. Many, many, many scriptures talking about we are Christ now. So let me finish this now. If any man have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This whole chapter is loaded with what I just said. I'm done. All right, brother, brother Purcell. I know you wanted to jump in there. And brother Self had a lot to give get out. Uh, but go ahead, brother. Uh, go ahead and uh, you know uh, uh, add to it or or whatever's on your mind. Now is a real good time to go and get it on out, brother Purcell. Okay. Um, uh, like you said, uh, Brother Micah, in the very beginning, before you even read this particular chapter, you said it's, it's a lot in here. It's a, it's, it's a mouthful. And that um, you didn't leave room to actually 
well, Brother Mikey, you said it wasn't going to be a back and forth. Um, I think with this particular scripture, I think there needs to be um, a meeting of the minds in a back and forth sense. Because mm, now okay. what I see, when we go to uh, Seth referenced Romans chapter 6. Now in Romans chapter 6, Paul is talking about how it is necessary as for us as believers to embrace the newness of life. The newness of life being uh, our new nature. Okay? When, first of all, when we accept Christ, we accept a new nature. We trade our nature or our natural nature for his. This is what we struggle with in the body of Christ, which is what makes it so confusing when Paul himself is trying to explain this thing. When he talks about there's a, uh, uh, the, the two natures that are battling within him, we all struggle with that. But we have to, we, that's why Paul also admonishes us that we have to die daily. We have to die daily. In other words, we have to die to our old nature. We have to no longer be governed by our old nature. That's what he's talking about, I believe, when he's talking about walking after the flesh versus after the spirit. Walking after the flesh is still being governed by your old nature. So you're not allowed the, and I say this, you've all, you all heard me say this often. There's a scripture uh, somewhere in First and Second Peter that says, let this mind be in you. And I always make reference to the very first word in that scripture, which is L-E-T. That lets me know that we have to, as believers, in a natural body that house a spirit, we have to allow the spirit man to rule and reign consciously. We have to make a conscious decision to let the spirit man rule and reign. Otherwise, what is the purpose of choice? It's the sin nature that we were delivered from. That's 
This is the point of salvation. It's so that we can inherit eternal life. This is the this is the point of salvation. It's to abolish the old nature. The Bible teaches us that we were buried in with, with Christ's death. If you remember on last week, I believe I shared with you all Colossians chapter 2, which talks about how Jesus took all of our sins, all of our sins, and nailed it to the cross. All of our sins was nailed to the cross when Jesus died and rose again. When he rose again, we died in him. We died his death. Okay? This is not rocket science. We died his death. And then we arose in his life. The life that he gave us, which is why right here, let me see. In Romans chapter 7, Romans chapter 7, verse number 25, okay? This is in the Passion Translation. Remember I told you this is my favorite translation. Romans chapter 7, verse number 25 in the, trans, in the, in, in the Passion Translation says, I give all my thanks to God for his almighty power has finally provided a way out through our Lord Jesus. For through our Lord Jesus the anointed one. So if left to myself, the flesh is aligned with the law of sin. But now my renewed mind is fixed on and submitted to God's righteous principles. I no longer, because because Jesus gave me a way out, through his death, burial, and resurrection, now I no longer am governed by the law of sin, which is the flesh. I'm no longer governed by my flesh, by my way of thinking, by my attitude, by my thoughts. I'm no longer governed by that because I traded my mindset for years. This is what we struggle with in the body of Christ. This is it in a nutshell. We struggle with being him. It's like Paul said, it's no longer I that live it. Uh, uh, Seth references. The life I now live, I live. Man, let me go there. That's one of my favorite scriptures too. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. Look at this, y'all. And I want to read it for you. We refer, I think we referenced this last week. But I want to read it for you in the Passion Translation. And the reason I do this is because it brings clarity. It doesn't alter the word of God. What it does is it brings clarity to the word of God. 
okay? So let me share this with you. Listen to this. And listen to how this, and then I want to go to another scripture for you so that you can see how Jesus laid this thing out for us, man. He set us up right. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. The only way my old identity can live is if I continue to allow it to. This is why Paul says that we must die daily. Die to what? Our old identity. If I just continue, that's why he says, shall we continue in sin? Of course not. Because we don't have to now. Matter of fact, we don't even have that nature no more. That nature is no longer uh, ruling and reigning. If I for real accepted Christ as my Savior. Okay? See, we have to make a conscious decision. We don't just automatically get the benefit without uh, putting in the work. Now you you didn't have you don't have to work for it, but it is you do have a responsibility to to like the old folks say, hold up the blood stained banner. You do have a responsibility to contend for the faith. There is a there is a uh, uh, there is a there is a picture of what the believer should look like, how the believer's conversation should should go, how the believer's relationship should go, how the believer's attitude ought to be. Okay? We don't have to work, but we there is uh uh, there is some requirement. We can't just we can't just live any kind of way. That's number one. That's not glorifying God. That's our ultimate goal is to glorify Him. Okay. So again, my old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives, and now. The essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me so much. That he gave himself for me I think we referenced earlier John 3.16 For God so loved the world That he gave his only begotten son That whosoever Believeth on him Should not perish He is living He is literally Or we are living our, our life As him If we do this thing right Okay 
dispensing his life into mine. This this scripture is telling us everything that I'm I'm saying to you. Dispensing his life into mine. So now my life has become his. Okay? So again, this is not rocket science. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Jesus came to abolish to abolish this is I think I referenced this last week. And I think this is good enough to say again. When Jesus came, Jesus came as all man. All deity and the fullness of the law. So we got everything necessary to walk this thing out that would bring glory to God when Jesus showed up on the scene. Amen. So for me, it's that it's, it's really that simple. For me, it's really that simple. But that's the struggle that Paul is talking about with the two natures. If that's the struggle. The struggle we have is giving up that old nature. So, because I, I don't know about you, but when I was in, living my life of sin, it was fun. It was fun. I'm gonna say it again. I enjoyed myself. So now that I've traded my life, now. It's even more fun. Why? Because now I not only walk in the newness of life, but I walk in the fullness. He said, I come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. Now I have an overflowing life. But I have to Mm, break the nature that brings that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there because it's like I said it's not rocket science for me. But we do have a All right, all right. Uh yeah, so I'm hoping to get both you guys uh articulate um all your thoughts, pour it all out, man, uh on the subject. And I thank y'all. Y'all pretty much covered five, six, seven and eight of the Romans. And dipped into Galatians, too, as well. <clears throat> and uh, that was useful here in that point of view. And um, I'm digesting it. Um, and uh, I don't know. We might have to do another show of reflecting on what was said here um, sometime. Um, but uh, 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 right now, uh, let me open up every – make sure – let me open up this still uh, line. See if anybody got any comments. Uh, we're 30 minutes uh, until the time, y'all, so uh, let's kind of get some questions going and speak uh, about what was said here. Oh, oh, the stale just dropped out. Okay, well, uh, all right, well, uh, I'm going to start with a question. Um, Apostle Paul, uh, I, I was digesting what was said here, and... Um, Okay, there she go again. There goes the still. All right, let me uh, open up a line. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate both brothers uh, and what they're saying, and and I'm sure we all can benefit from what they're saying. I, for some reason, I I get I got it, and, you know, and it just penetrates me. I'm so excited. I'm on fire. I know what both of you are saying, and um, this is great. This is great. This is good. This is good because what this does. Amen. For the unlearned person like me, you know, we want to bring them off the streets. We want to bring them in, right? We want them to question, and we want them to find out, to find information. And we need more people, and like you guys, and, and we just appreciate you and everything. And so I really did enjoy what you both said. I understand what you both said. And, and like I said, spirit moved me. And, uh, you know, and, and like you said, brother, earlier, we're confident. We're passionate. I, I heard that in Brother Priscilla's. I felt your spirit. Also, uh, brother, I understand what you're saying, too. And, uh, I, you know what, I'm I, I was feeling it. That, that spirit. And what Amen. you're saying, and you bring that to me to where you know, my, my innards was getting that. I think I think that uh we're all on the right path. I don't think there's any wrong in bringing the word. If you're bringing that with the spirit, if you're bringing it, you should be confident. You should be. Because, man, I mean, that your personal relationship with the Most High is un- Bendable is you're secure in, in, in your thoughts and your and with your beliefs, and I understand that. And we just pray that the spirit is with us. You know, we can't continue doing what we're doing if we weren't in the spirit, like you said. You know, that's what keeps us going and motivated and energizing us. That's your spirit. That's our Lord and Savior. That's the Holy Spirit that's in us. Keeps us going. And and that's what we pray for, wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So I just want to say that, and I appreciate you guys. And, uh, Brother Micah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put you back on, put myself on mute, and uh, shalom, shalom to you guys. If I don't get a chance to say uh, goodbye to you. Shalom, shalom. Uh, Shalom, shalom, sister. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, What I would like to say is that Paul himself was a Hebrew Israelite. Uh, he kept the law to the T. Uh, he said it himself, and he also, in scriptures, showed that how devoted he was to it. But yet, as we see him walking as an Israelite, we listen to what he's saying. So he's definitely talking about the spiritual world, uh, living in the spirit, but yet he is still keeping this law to the letter. Right, he's still making pilgrimage on the holy day. We see him still uh, saluting his other apostle brothers and reminding them, or or uh, talking to them uh, about teaching, how to teach, about the diet, about all these things. So when when I see this, I'm like, okay. He is keeping the letters of the law still, 
yet he's still talking about the spiritual being dead in sin and all these other things like that. And from what we get from it, we're saying that, hey, the law, the sins just bounce off of us if we was to commit them. But yet he is, try, he is still living by the letter still. Okay? So do sin, I guess you're saying it bounces off, because we believe in Christ. It's not, it's not as if he's like eating Brother, pork chops and not. Okay, go go ahead, go ahead. You got go ahead. Quick interjection, quick interjection. The sin is not bouncing off him. He can't sin. Yeah, he can't. But yeah, he's still keeping his letter. Hear me uh, out. Okay. See, that's that's kind of. That's what I want to, I don't want to be misunderstood. Romans 7 and 9, if y'all forget everything I'm saying, but ye are not in the flesh, this is where sin is, because there's no covenant with the flesh. Flesh is not saved. Right. There, there's no sin. We're not in the flesh. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so okay. be it that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Here's the question. Does the Spirit of God dwell in Apostle Paul? Yes. So he's not in the flesh. Paul can't sin with the real Apostle Paul born again. Can't sin. We don't like saying that. Because of the, we know what sin is and how it make us feel. But Christ came to take away sin by placing us out of the law. I mean, excuse me, the Father sent Christ to take away sin by placing us in Christ, hiding us in Christ, where we can't sin according to our spirit cravings. With our flesh, totally different ball game. It's not born again. We sit on this corrupted earth. The earth is in a state of fallen. Our bodies are decaying, sin, uh, cancer. Our bodies ain't saved. That's why Romans 7 and 13 says we're supposed to mortify the flesh by this spirit. That's born again. So I don't think sin is bouncing gotcha. off the Apostle okay. Paul. I think Apostle Paul is with his flesh, serving the cravings of his flesh, which is sin. The flesh isn't in the covenant. The, the, and I know it sounds a little spooky. I know it sounds out there. But this is why the Bible says, now do y'all understand why the Bible says, if Satan knew, that the Father was going to place us in Christ, he would not have crucified. Because as long as Christ is alive, this ain't going to jump off, none of this. But as soon as he died, and that blood of the lamb, that spotless lamb, he was a spotless lamb. As soon as that blood was shed and he okay. went and off went into heaven, it's over. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, uh, let me, let me, let's turn to Acts. Y'all, Acts 21, Acts chapter 21, 
And I want to read this right quick. Uh, verse. I'm going to start at verse 17. All right? And when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And when he excluded them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are zealous of the law. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. What is it, therefore, the multitude must needs come together? For they will hear that thou art come. Do, therefore, this that we say to thee. We have four men which have avowed thee. Them take and purify thyself with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles, which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fortification. Then Paul took them in the next day, purifying himself with the with them entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him. Okay, I just want to, let me stop right there. Paul comes to Jerusalem and James like, Look, look at the prosperity we have down here in Jerusalem, man. God is really with us. Uh, we have really been evangelizing these Jews, thousands of Jews that now believe in our Christ, right? And they are zealous for the law, right? We got them all fired up down here to walk and, and keep this law and, uh, uh, and Christ for uh, the sacrificial and the judgment you know, uh, being done away with, you know. And, and uh, they, we are really praising Christ down here. We have done, but they have heard something about you, Paul. They heard that you are teaching uh, the Jews elsewhere to forsake this law, right? So do this, do this. This uh, purification, uh, shaving your heads, uh, that is a... a, a, a one of the commandments being a purification, making a vow to God for whatever reasons that they do it. I need you to sponsor these brothers that's going to take this vow. Go on to this uh, 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 vow with them, you know, because uh, he was just coming off. Paul was just coming off of a vow. So his head was shaved, and he was going to burn his hair that he shaved off his head. Anyway, these brothers are about to take their vows. Go ahead and sponsor them and participate in this act with them. And that lets everybody know that what they heard about you, Paul, was not true. It was not nothing. And, and it shows them that you walk upright as an Israel. You walk, keep this letter. Just like you tell us you do. Right? 
So what is that telling us? That's telling us that Paul walked upright as the Israel walks upright. Uh, he's teaching uh, uh, a deeper knowledge on the spiritual, and I can dig that. Uh, and and so that's what I think the same confusion some of us have toward what he, Paul's teaching, this is not nothing new under the sun. There was beef with a lot of this deeper level knowledge, spiritual knowledge goes back a long way. And we and it boggled the minds of the Jews of that time period, our ancestors. Right? So I'm I deeply it makes me more fascinated and want to get to the bottom of Paul. Uh because I know he's talking uh, this deeper knowledge that I'm trying to get to. But I also see that he walked up right, kept that letter, but walking with spirit as well. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got some I think that yeah. you it will be blessed by. It's a must read. Listen to this, brothers, and I strongly recommend everybody read Romans 5 and 6. But listen to this. Y'all heard Brother Ken, uh, Brother Micah. Check this out. Y'all heard Brother Purcell, for sure. Check this out, Romans 6 and 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now, if we're sinning, it can't be talking about that. Something was destroyed. It can't be the flesh because our flesh, flesh is still doing crazy stuff. Some part of us was crucified and destroy it. One more time. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we henceforth serve not sin. It's talking about our spirit. For those that don't believe me, check this out. Verse 7. For he that is dead is free from sin. Some part of us is dead and is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. Watch this. For he that is dead, for, excuse me, for in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Now, here is the scripture I brought up to read to y'all. This is all I was saying earlier when I sounded cuckoo. Romans 6 and 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. That's all I was saying. We're dead to sin. No, brothers and sisters. If you if if you're having trouble with it, it's your theology. It's not the scriptures. This man says this over and over and over and over. Not just Apostle Paul, others. We're dead to sin. We're born again. If we don't die to sin, if some part of us don't die to sin, how are we gonna be brothers and sisters? How can we be related? 
How can Purcell Porsche in Ohio be related to me? See, we say, brother and sister, well, we don't know what we're saying. There is a part of me that died and that's born again, and when it was born again, it was born into a body, a family called the body of Christ. That part of me that died, the Bible said it has been made alive through the Spirit, and that part of me, the Father says that's what he deal with. That's how I have to worship him in spirit and in truth, not in what the flesh is craving. One more time, verse 11, I'm done. I'm not done, but I'm just going to read verse 11. I'm not done. I strongly recommend you, uh, uh, Brother Michael, you go over today because i got a lot more to say, and I ain't hit the surface to be on the boat. But now I'm going to wrap up after I say this. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed into sin. Here we go. Watch this. But alive unto God. How? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. He goes on to say, here we go. Now you're going to see how we split, how we are too. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body. This right. is what's upon the earth. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body, that ye should right. obey in the lust therein. What I have trouble with is when people try to make like we ain't righteous until we get it together in our flesh. Well, if you're a believer, you wouldn't be doing this, you wouldn't be doing that. No, believers do anything the world do if they're not in their word, they're not studying, and especially if they don't believe we're holy and righteous and clean in Christ. If they don't believe that, they're going to act like some fools. So there's a lot of born-again believers, righteousness of God in Christ, acting a fool because of the teachings that are out in the world. We don't teach what I'm talking about. You can't go out and say that you're dead to sin. People are going to look at you like you're crazy. Folks, listen to me right now on this blog show thinking I'm crazy because I'm saying I'm dead to sin. If you're born again, if you truly is born again, you've never sinned. You're dead to sin. John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. How can he take away the sins of the world, John the Baptist? Because he comes to place it. In Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection. We are here. Folks, we're here. We're new creatures. If we hear this more, we'll sin a whole lot less. I'm out. All right. All right, brother. Uh, ambassador. All right. You got anything you want to add to that? I agree with that. Um, what uh, what scripture was that you read, Seth? That was uh, eleven, six and eleven. I were I read I six and eleven through um, eighteen. I had more to read, but I don't want to dominate. Okay, just listen to this. So let it be the same way with you. Hold on, let me go to ten. For by his sacrifice, this is everything I said already. For by his sacrifice, and it's important for us to understand that I, even though Christ did what he did, I still have to believe 
This is what took place in order for me to actually benefit from it. Okay? I have to believe that he took away my sin. I have to believe that he's living on on the inside of me, and because he lives on the inside of me, there is no more sin. Like Seth said, I'm dead to sin, but I have to, I have to believe that. I have to believe, that's why the book of Hebrews tells us, I have to believe this by faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. And before you even come to him, you must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I have to, in order for me to benefit from his death, burial, and resurrection, I've got to believe that. So I have to, in other words, I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from the practical side of all of this because we can't just err all the way on the spiritual side. It has to be practical also. Why? Because we have to know how to walk this thing out. We have to know how to live in the newness of life. And that comes from the practical understanding of these scriptures. Verse 11, chapter 6 of the Romans. So let it be the same. No, wait, let me go back to 5 or 10. For by, by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all. But he now lives continuously for the Father's pleasure. So let it be the same with you. There's that word again, L-E-T. Let it be the same with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must, hear me, you must continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus, the anointed one, living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus, the anointed one. You remember when I said, I, he died as me. I rose as him. I'm going to say that again. See, we got to get this. This is how this stuff benefits us. Because in our own flesh or in our own strength, we cannot acquiesce to these things. We cannot. It takes takes the faith of the Son of God who now lives on the inside of me for me to actually be able to walk out what the Scripture is saying to us. Sin is a dethroned monarch. So you must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life, controlling how you live 
and compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. We have to resist this stuff. We have to make a conscious decision to resist sin. Sin don't just go away. We have to make a conscious decision as believers to resist. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. So then, refuse to answer its call to surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. Man, this stuff is so good to me, man. I, like Seth said, I got so many scriptures I can read, but I'm, I'm going to stop right there, okay? Because okay. that's the experience that we're looking for, the resurrected life. The resurrected mm. life. Okay. That's what we want. We want the resurrected life. We want to be able to live as Christ. We want to be able to live the life uh, of Christ in us. That's the resurrected life. Yes. You follow yes. me? Yes, sir. That's yes, what we yes, want. Man. Oh, my gosh, that's what we want. Okay. <laughs> Brother Ken Yes, Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we got two I, I minutes a... uh, before the uh, yeah, I, I just a, want to do a little announcement. Uh, go ahead. Okay, go 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 ahead, brother Tell. Go ahead. No, no, your announcement's important. I can wait. All right, we got two minutes for the show ends, but we can go over. Uh, but if anybody wants to call this show, the number is five six three nine 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 three four nine zero. While we got these brothers here, all right, uh, we we should get as many questions as we can to these brothers. Uh, yeah, we can go over a little bit, but you got to call uh, in the next two minutes, or um, you have to just listen through the uh, uh, through the app. All right. Uh, so you got 90 good seconds to call on in and uh, to be a part of this show right now. But we're gonna go over a little bit. All right, go go ahead, and, brother. Steph. And I want to say to those listening on the Five Stone Network, ditto. Same thing. If you're listening to this broadcast. You have to call the number. Uh, the number for you is right there in front of you, 914. You can call either one of these numbers, folks. 914-205-5590. And, again, appreciate y'all listening and tuning in to the show, uh, whether it be Five Smooth Song or Wake Up uh, Israel uh, show. Really appreciate you. So I want to say this. I don't think it's as complicated as it might sound. Purcell is talking about the, as he said out of his own mouth, the practical side of it. I'm talking about the teachings of Paul. I'm talking about the teachings on grace versus the law. Purcell, passionate, he's teaching also, might I add, same, the same as I'm doing, but he's adding the practicality of it. I'm not going to go into that. I know that might sound whatever, but 
It's enough people out here talking about fasting, prayer, denying your flesh, getting right with God, till I'll let them do that. It's important. It's not belittle. I'm not looking down on it because at the end of the day, if you can't do it per sale and those that are preaching that, which I preach it too, but if you're not doing that, we're wasting time. But I'm just trying to let people see specifically what the apostle is saying and what he's not saying. Folks, if you, again, I guess it's going to be my theme scripture, Romans 7 and 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So this is what I did when I first ran across that scripture. I started saying it. Well, you know, we're not in the spirit, brother. You know, we're, in the, we're not in the flesh, but we're in the spirit. If we we born again, brother, you know, hey, spirit of God dwelling in us, we're in the spirit. We're not in the flesh. You have to say it. It can't be a scripture you run across there once in a while, like First John 3. I say it. I say our spirit can't sin. Don't you do it? I mean, I'll talk to the listener out there. Don't you do that? You don't think your spirit can sin, do you? First John 3 says, you can't sin. This Romans 6 is something else. Paul goes crazy in Romans 6 talking about how dead we are to sin. And again, brothers and sisters, we're not going to be able to. I think I take that back. We have done it justice. It don't take a lot of scriptures. It just takes us to believe what the ones we read. But I want to put some on everybody's mind. I know we read it last week. I want to turn to it, though. And, and, and uh Brother Michael had pointed for us to talk about Ephesians 2 and Galatians 3. And I think we should. I got an audio, brother. I can let the, the automated guy read it. The Caucasian voice shouldn't okay. matter, though. But uh, I can let him read it, and he'll go a lot faster, and it gives you a break. But First John 3, it says, he that committed sin is of the devil. It's talking about the spirit. Because all of us sin. Apostle Paul just got through saying, verse 7, chapter 7 of Romans, that he does evil. <laughs> then he turned around and said he ain't in the flesh. we got to understand what this man is saying. But the more weightier matter... We got to understand what Christ did when he offered up himself a lamb slain once and forever. Once and forever. It's over. He ain't going to offer no more. So listen to this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So much to read. The whole New Testament is talking about this new man, this new man, this new man being dead to Christ, dead to Christ, dead. I just don't think we believe it. We're just so focused on our last name. That's why when we get saved, we probably should call, we probably should change our name. 
because it's hard to say you're a new man in Christ with your name Turner, like my name. Every time they call me Seth Turner, ain't your mama so-and-so? Do you live so-and-so? And then, you know, we got a car. A lot of us say, our, 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 our buddies say, hey, that you? Is that you? Yeah, I just got it today. All this stuff pulling us back into the flesh, black, white, black, white, Hebrew, Israelite, Jew, Greek. That's why you got to understand the whole purpose, even of this so-called us being Israelites. Yes, I believe. African Americans are one of the lost tribes. Absolutely. And think, if you don't know that, it's going to hinder your Bible study. You're not going to understand. No, You can just throw away Revelation, Book of Daniel, uh, and some others, because if you don't know who Israel is, you're not going to understand this book. So there is a, a purpose for knowing Israelite. But in light of our new identity, it's a joke. I believe, like Brother Michael was saying, that Paul kept. But I think what the apostle was doing, that was just his infrastructure. They worship on the Sabbath. And just because somebody go and worship on the Sabbath, because that's what's what the Israelite, that's just what they was, just, what they going to do, switch it to Sunday, a moon day, or God is Frigga Friday? That was their culture. The feast days was a big deal. It didn't matter if you had the spirit of it or not. Just go up there and you just go do it. It's just what we do. We Israelites. Man, it's Passover. It don't matter if your heart was in it or not. That's why the Father got mad at them, because not all of them hearts was in it. So we got to understand that, too. Just because Yeshua was going here on the feast, that's where his people were. I don't know that we can hold them to it like... They was just doing it, and I don't know, I got to go. I, gotta, I don't know if it's like that. Because Christ showed very clearly there are times when he didn't operate in certain laws because of the spirit behind the law he was keeping. So, yes, I believe there's certain things we should eat, but whatever the Holy Spirit tells us. Yes, I believe that. We should worship with our brothers and sisters if they're meeting on Saturday all across the world. No, Sunday wasn't the original holy day. But I don't think of somebody off of sacrifices on Sunday, the Father's going to say, no, 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 wrong day. Neither do I think while I'm at it, if somebody wants to on the 25th of December, a, a day that really was for paganism, and got all kind of wickedness behind the 25th of December, and God is Easter fertility. But if some saints want to come together and say, we want to celebrate the resurrection, as long as they ain't got no stupid eggs up in there, I'm with them. I don't get that, oh, this is the day I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to go down to the church. But see if they got eggs. If they ain't got no eggs and then they celebrating Christ, why are you going to not be a part of that? Some of this stuff would just not seem the spirit behind it. But First John 3, it talks about, Verse 4 Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law Now wait a minute Why are they talking about the law? Because they're talking about the flesh If you see a scripture saying Transgressing the law It's talking about the body Because believers Is now in Christ so watch how this reads if you just receive what I just said. It's going to make all the sense of the world. 
Whosoever committed, whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law. For sin is transgression of the law. That's what sin is. But if you're not under the law, there is no sin where there is no law. That's what Romans 6 nails it. It says, likewise, like, likewise, reckon yourself to be dead to sin because you're not under the law. If you're under the law, yeah, you commit sin. That's what our flesh is not under grace. We're supposed to with the, 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 the take our new man, as Paul just said, and mortify the deeds of this flesh. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> Verse 5. Can I read? Verse 5. Listen to this. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Oh, my God. Did y'all hear that? Christ was manifested to take away sins. How can he do that when people sin and sin and sin it? Because they're sin and sin and sin with their flesh and at a point with their spirit. But once they're placed in Christ, the sin is taken away. He takes away the sin by putting them in the spirit. Watch this. I'm two more scriptures done. done. And ye know that he was manifest to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Boom! As Purcell say, church over, preacher gone home. I think that's what he said. That right there just did it. We can end this Bible study right there. One more time. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. And in him is no sin, which is where we at. Verse 6, whosoever abided in him, sin not. Now, this is what preachers want to say. They want to make like, yeah, when you're doing right now, you're abiding in him. As long as you, long as you yeah, you're abiding in him. But now, if you go to sinning, no. No. That's not what this is saying. That's saying whoever's in him. Abiding in him is just in him. You're not in and out, in and out. Well, don't worry. It's going to make it real clear. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him. Listen, if you don't believe me and you think, no, brother, you got to abide in him, because if you don't abide in him, you out here sinning. Oh, no, no. If you think that, this next part of Scripture is going to just confuse you. You're going to probably need a Tylenol. Listen, whosoever sinneth have not seen him. Now, wait a minute. If everybody is sinning, I never met a saint. Nobody. The, the the mothers with the white stockings roll up on the side, nobody. I said the missionaries with the white stockings on roll up on the side. Nobody I've ever met was not sinning. It says, whosoever abided in him, sin it not. Whosoever sinned have not seen him. Is that messing up your theology? Well, you the one got to change. Not this. Not Paul. Don't don't get upset with Apostle Paul. Doesn't it make sense if Christ came? John the Baptist said, "Behold, the Lamb of God will take away the sins of the world." It wasn't just Apostle Paul saying this. Christ came to take away sin. How is it possible when we're sinning? It must be something else, and it is. He come to. 
caused us to be born again and the Holy Spirit to come inside of us and baptize to his body. That's why the scriptures say if Satan knew that, oh, my God, they would have did everything but took his life. Because when they took his life, they played, they, they overplayed their hand. Whosoever sinned has not seen him, neither known him. Have you sinned? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you don't know him. You Listen, if you've sinned, you have not seen him, and you have not known him. That's why in the latter day when they say, Father, have I done this, have I did this, I just don't think some people believed. They never got this, they never was born again. They never really, really, really believed that this Christ came, lived, died, rose, and left to where the Holy Spirit would come inside of them and they become born again and get that seed. I'm about to read the seed, that they get a seed. Once that Holy Spirit come into their spirit, they get the seed of righteousness. The Bible says their spirit, their inward man, Apostle Paul, can't sin. That's why he say, if you sin, you've not known me because you don't have this spirit. Because if you have this spirit, you have a sin. That's why I tell people, I've never sinned. A part of me now. I don't want to confuse people. If I can just focus on how righteous, how holy he made us through this offering of Christ and really accept it, now I can walk boldly into the throne room. I don't care if I just done sin. I need to repent of it. And if it's a person, go and ask for an apology. But walk boldly in the throne room in his name, Christ's name. That's what it means, in his name. We are Christ. We're supposed to act as though we're Christ. We, we walk in there under Christ's authority, as Purcell say, as, as Christ. You can't get no more holier than that. You really want the righteousness that the New Testament, the Old Testament saints had? And we are Christ? No, we All right. are Christ. So it goes on to say, right. Right. last thing, last thing, y'all. All right, all right. Whosoever abided him, sin it not. Whoever sin it hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous. That's talking about the spirit, even as he is righteous. He that committed sins of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. I love verse 9. I'm, I'm going to close it because Brother King wants to wrap it up. Whosoever is born of God, doeth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, Here's a killer, and he cannot sin. He cannot sin. Either this Bible is lying, Paul is a false prophet, we need to just quit playing around with him, or we are holy people. I want this identity over my natural biological Israelite status. I want to walk in this newness. He cannot sin, for his seed remaining in him. He cannot sin because he is born of God. In this is the children of God made manifest and the children of the devil. That's where it's manifested, which side you're on. Either you're born again and righteous in the spirit or somebody looks just like me, but they're not regenerated and they sin it with their spirit and their flesh. They've never known God. 
They've never seen God as far as relationship. That's the difference between a believer and a sinner. I'm out. All right, Ambassador. Yes, sir. Uh, You got some words you want to get in, Brother Priscilla? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to read this. I want to read this uh, out of Colossians chapter 2. Man, this stuff is so good to me. Listen, listen, listen. And then I'm going to finish with um, Galatians 2 and 21, okay, which is the last scripture of Galatians 2. But listen to this. Uh, Colossians 2, verse number 13 says, This realm of death describes our former state, for we were held in sin's grasp. But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins, our stained soul, he deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross. And nailed permanently, you heard it earlier. There as a public display of cancellation. Then Jesus made a public a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. Amen. And by the power of the cross. Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not Amen. their prisoner. They were his. <laughs> now I'm going to finish with this. God Almighty. <laughs> verse number two, or Galatians chapter two, verse number 21. Now this particular scripture is a church is out preaching God home. 21. Is it 21? Yes. 21. Listen to this. Let me, let me just let me just read 20. My, I said we read this already earlier, but I want to tie it together. My old identity, old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. So that is why I don't view God's grace as something peripheral. For if keeping... Hear me right here. For if keeping the law could release God's righteousness to us, 
then Christ would have died for nothing. Wow. Now, wow. That is a church is out, preacher gone home. If we can get this stuff, see, this is what we we fail to 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 realize and to grasp a hold of. Jesus did all the work. Jesus really did all the work. That's why it's not by work that we say, because he did all the work already. Now all we got to do is just be. Just a little by faith. That, my friend, is the struggle. That's where the struggle is, just being. You don't never have to talk. You don't never have to look at a flower and say, man, I wonder what he did to be that flower. He just, God called him a flower, and that's, he just be a flower. Here he is. Wow. The, the, lily, okay. the lilies of the valley, they just be lilies. It ain't nothing they got to do gotcha. apart from being a lily. <laughs> it ain't nothing we have to do apart from being a son. <laughs> we just got to Gotcha, gotcha. But you got to believe that stuff, man. Got to believe it. Mm. Got to believe you're an heir with Christ. You got to believe you're an heir and joint heir. You got to believe that Christ died as you, and he rose, and you rose as him. Okay. You got to get up. You want to stay buried. Oh, you want to stay buried. Get up. Get up and be. Amen. Get up. All right. All right, all right. All right. Uh, anybody got any uh, questions on what these brothers have uh, laid out? Uh, Sister Dale, uh, you got yeah, anything with, you would like to add? Uh, I'm sorry, you can't hear me, right? Yes, Hello? yes, I yes. can hear you. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, I, I, uh, I have to really say both of these gentlemen are uh, really uh, – Come with it with a lot of information and it touched my spirit a lot. I just have a, maybe a comment. I don't know if it's a question or comment because I kind of blend them all in together. But I think with just a fine tooth comb, you both are basically telling me the same thing. But now just hear me out. You're saying the same thing, and the reason why I feel that, okay. Because it's a personal relationship, it's a mental, it's a spiritual relationship that you have in your belief, and you have that faith. That's where uh, Brother Seth is coming from, because if you, just like uh, Brother Seth just read that last uh, scripture, that last verse, well, it tells me 
that if Christ died for us and and we rose with him and we he is in us, then the faith then the faith is right when you say you have to believe who you are in Christ that Christ is in you and that's a spirit that's, that's a spirit that he's talking about now. This is, just hear me out. However, I am getting to a point, and the point is, is that uh, some of the things that I have been listening to and and everything, and I'm kind of wondering because, you know, uh, again, I say, you know, Paul is there for a reason, and and the Most High allows him, and and I, I agree with so many things, and I just have to think that the Most High. Um, He's coming, the kingdom is coming back, right? We know the prophecy, he's coming back, but he's coming back for a reason. And the reason is why is because we're not all, we still have sin. I mean, this world is corrupt. <laughs> so so we, we don't, we're not all uh, is in the spirit. And there's a lot of us is going to fall short. Because we are, well, I don't know, we're just not thinking on the same path, and we're not at a certain level because I was saying, oh, Brother Seth, man, he's on a different level. Especially, when, you know, when you think it's just, is it just me? Am I by myself? But, you know, you got to keep going because that's what your mission is. That's where your passion is. That's what your belief is. But, and and then you you are what you, you know. It's, it's like almost you are what you think, or not what you eat, but what you think. But your mental status and your spirit is there, and it's there. The other thing is, there's a very few because he's coming back, and he's going to save those ones that are trying to live that pure, that clean, that Christ-like life. The other thing is that there's some that's not, and. The reason why he did that is because when Christ came back, he said that we can repent. How many times over? He will forgive us because of the flesh. Because of the flesh. But I just want to say that, uh, you know, Paul was a a different type of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, I want to say evangelist, but uh, prophet. He was a different kind because he was like preaching to Anyone that hears, he wanted to uh, shine a, a light on anyone that hears. Now, who's going to be saved? It's not going to be saved by Paul. Let's, let's be real. The Messiah is coming back, and there's going to be a judgment day. So just make sure that whatever he said, you need to find out. Do any of that applies to me? Because I think that he was preaching to the uh, Israelites and the Gentiles, wasn't he? So, therefore, I think that's what that's what I think. But I'm just saying, you guys can just tell me, you know, I'll come back and we can have another round. Because <laughs> this is uh, great. <laughs> so, I appreciate that, but... Uh, I just kind of feel like I'm, I'm hearing the same thing, and and I'm getting the same passion, and I understand both of you. Because a new Amen. covenant is coming. Right? We're building up on a new covenant. That means that some of us 
some of us uh, is falling short. Right? Well. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, okay, well, that's basically all I want to say. And uh, we just need to continue to work hard and play and, and you know, try to live our lives according to uh, whether or not it's the commandments or in Christ. Because if there is a scripture, he said that uh, he did not come to uh, take away the law. He came to fulfill it. So, and, and Sister Thel, let me add this really quickly, like in seconds. Okay. We got to come back. I don't know if Purcell is willing to come, but I think he will be. We got to come back to address a couple things you said, because I believe we are okay. in the new covenant. Because if he's just going to make us do right, we're no longer men. We're angels then. If he's just going to put his word in us and make us do right, it's going against the whole Bible for mankind. He have never done that with Israel. Never, ever have he just made them do right. Instead of opening up the earth and swallowing 5,000, how many thousand it was, he would have just opened up their brains, put his word in them, they wouldn't have died. So I don't believe that. I think we're in the new covenant. We want to talk about that. We want to... Slow it down and talk about yeah. that. And uh, something yeah. else you just said. Something else you just said. I can't. What did you just say after that? Help me out, y'all. <laughs> I can't remember. What did you say, Purcell? She was talking about he didn't come to. Uh, to uh, destroy the law? Remove the law, destroy the law, but to fulfill Absolutely. And, and that in 10 seconds. Got it, Purcell. That in 10 seconds. Thank you, Purcell. I think he didn't come to destroy the law. Nobody is saying in, in this broadcast, you didn't say nobody said this, but nobody, no. I believe, thinks that he come to destroy doing right, obeying your conscience and not harming and not lying, cheating, stealing, no homosexual. Right. Nobody is saying we, we don't we don't do away with all that. Nobody I know. I don't know why people you're not saying this, okay? No. I'm not I'm no. saying this is a You're not saying this. But people say when they hear grace they say what Apostle Paul said in Romans six and one. What shall we say then? Shall we continue saying y'all saying we ain't gotta keep no law. Nobody say that. Nobody I know say. No church say you can just lie, cheat, still we're no longer. They just say we're not under the law, which means sin can be imputed. If you're under the law, it's very simple. You're in your sin, and Christ needs to come die for you, which He ain't gonna do. So either if you under the law, sin is now in the picture. I'm in the spirit. My flesh doesn't isn't in the spirit. It can sin because it's still out there with the law, whatever's in the world. But my spirit is born again, and it can't sin. I'm in the spirit. I'm a born again. That's why I'm able to call Brother Purcell, Brother Purcell, you, Sister Thel, because we're in the spirit. If, if so be it that the spirit of God is in us, we're not in the flesh. So you have to be yeah. very careful with saying, because if, if we can sin, I'm talking about our spirit, then we never knew God. Because once you know him, it craves Abba Father. You're dead to sin. You're dead to sin. 
We are dead to sin. With our flesh, yes, 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 we crave this world. And that's why, like Purcell said, we got to mortify the deeds of the members and all that. But that's not where our life is at. That's not where the, our Father is looking at us. That's not what's going to take us to be with him. That's not where our righteousness is. So when you start talking about the law, of course he didn't come to do it with the law. He did a better. He did something better. We, yes, we keep yes. all of those commandments where the Holy Spirit tells us to. And if we're not, okay, take it up with that person. But if people are following the Holy Spirit, whose business is another man's servant to you or I? I'm out. All right. All right. Well, uh, y'all, we are way over, and I uh, hope everybody was able to get a lot of what they, you know, had in their hearts out on the show. Uh, but we are we are coming to a close. Uh, I want to do a round robin, and uh, you know, speak uh, about you know the good of us, uh, you know getting our thoughts out on today's show, and then I want to end it with a song, okay? Uh, Sister Stell, would you uh, like to say your closing? Uh, Would you like to say? Well, Phil, I'm to everyone. I appreciate everything that you're saying, and I look forward to uh, hearing from you guys again. And uh, this has been great. This has been better than great, because who knows who ears this is all falling upon? And that's the reason why we're here today. And uh, I pray that everyone have a blessed week. All right, all right, all right. Amen. Uh, Thank you. Self, Brother Purcell. Yes, sir. Uh, again, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Well, we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. I want to say thank you, Brother Micah. I appreciate uh, I appreciate the show. Um, I appreciate the open-mindedness. I appreciate you even inviting me, you know, and allowing me to be a part of Wake Up. is it awake? Oh, is it awake, Israel, or wake up, Israel? Waking up, Israel radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of that. Um, I think I think it's an awesome work. Uh, I think God is glorified right. in it. Amen. And mm-hmm. um, I just. Uh, I just want to say um, I, I know that it comes off over the air, you know, that I'm, I'm really passionate about the things of God. And, again, my thrust is um, the body of Christ, the state of the body of Christ. Um, we really right now are looking like we've got three heads. And it's my mission to bring us back to where, I mean, I'm not going to be able to do it by myself, but because one plant, one water, but God gives the increase. If I can just put it out there, you know, which is what I believe the show is doing, which is what I believe Five Smooth Stones is doing. I'm grateful to Seth as well 
for allowing me to be a part of Five Smooth Stones also. Um, this is this is a great work, y'all. This is a great work. I mean, this is an awesome work. This is an awesome work. And it's making a huge impact in the kingdom of God. Yes. If you didn't know that already, um, I just want to I just want to put that out there. Yes. Um, okay. Thank you to all okay. the listeners. Thank you to everybody who called in. Everybody who's listening. Um, continue, continue to call in. Continue to listen. You know, um, it's go, it's only gonna get gooder and gooder. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's only gonna get gooder and gooder. Um, because every time I deal with the word. Feel like the disciples when they said, "Did not our hearts burn when He spoke?" The Word of God is a mm, lamp unto okay. our feet and a light unto our pathway, and I'm so grateful to God for entrusting me to carry His gospel. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Uh, so mm, again, I'm grateful to. I'm sorry. Say that again. No, I was saying all praises that you're grateful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. To God be the glory. Um, and I look forward to, to actually look forward to next week. Um, whenever I'm available, um, I look forward to being a part. So, um, again, thank you, Brother Pica. Thank you, Seth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, uh, Sister Stell. Thel, I'm sorry, Thel, I'm sorry. It's easy for me to remember because mm-hmm. my aunt in, in New Orleans' name is Thelma. So, uh, okay. again, thank, <laughs> thank, I want to thank her for her kind words, um, thank her for her uh, her perspective on what was shared on tonight. Um, so, again, I look forward to next week, and I love you guys, man, and it's not a thing you can do about it. All right, all right. All right, Brother Sell. Yes, yes, yes. I want to say thank you, Priscilla, for coming on. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have some more Five Smooth Stone co-hosts that will join us. Uh, I want to say, Sister Thel, I did what Brother Purcell said, the ambassador. You are a blessing, Sister, and um, I hope you're on next week because you are a blessing. Brother Micah. I really, 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 really thank God where you're at. I really, really hope that I have the same spirit, humbleness that you have. I don't know how I came off tonight, brothers and sisters, maybe like a know-it-all or not, but I promise y'all the Father set me free with the brother Andrew Womack, especially in his series called You Already Got It. You Already Got It. And it's a picture of a dog running around chasing his tail. And he's saying, look at this dog chasing his tail. He's already got a tail. And so he was talking about believers, how we've already been made righteous. We've already been made the righteousness of God. What we're chasing and trying to keep these commandments and laws and, and, and it's a holiness church like I was brought up in, trying to live holy. Yes, you, you should live holy, but the best way to live holy is through your faith. See, if your faith is lined up with the Scriptures, your body going to file suit. you gotta, you got to believe what we've read tonight, that you're dead to sin. And that, like Andrew Womack say in his audio, as well as his book, you've already got it. 
the whole purpose of Christ coming to give you it. And we've already got what we're striving for. We just got to believe. Fred Price made a story, and I'll make it quick. I'm going to try to go quicker than uh, uh, Brother Purcell. Fred Price, there was a man going down the street. I said it last week. I'm going to tell the story this week. Man going down the street, somebody's working a manhole full of mud and, and oil, and the guy said, hey, can you jump out in this manhole and help me? And he said, I'll pay you two, $300. So the guy jumps in the hole and helps him because he's going to make that two or $300. But the next week, the guy's walking down the street, and the guy's in the same manhole working with mud and just gook. And he says to this guy who is clean now, now he's got on his white three-piece suit or whatever y'all call dressed up. He's really dressed up in all white. And the guy said, hey, jump down this manhole and help me. And he said, I can't. He said, why not? He said, because I'm clean. That is the difference, brothers and sisters. We are taught day in and day out, even by using our name, black and white, and our last name and our kinfolk, we're taught with dirt, with dirt. And I think that's why we jump off in this manhole of sin and sin so often, because we cannot, we will not, we will not, we will not receive the gift. That's why Andrew Warmack says you already got it. So I just want to say, like Priscilla said, I love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Again, thank to uh, both uh, uh, organizations, both both podcasts, I meant to say, Five Smooth Stone uh, podcast family as well as Waking Up Israel uh, podcast family. Thank you all. Thank you all for tuning in. And even those of you that's not a part of those uh, those two uh, podcast families, but you just tune into this all over the social network, the world, really. Thank you all for tuning in. Yes, I'll be back for part three if Brother uh, Michael will have us. I'm out. All right, right. Love to have you. Love to have you back. Um, all right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. we way over. And, uh, hey, it was a different perspective uh, that these brothers brought uh, to the show, and it's refreshing. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's still a lot of things he said. On, I'm on sorry. I'm stuff. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. But, Ken, when I just forgot one little thing, y'all don't fight it. Uh-huh. Don't fight it. Don't fight what you heard tonight. Just receive it. The reason why y'all can't receive it is because you're fighting it. It don't line up with your theology. Just receive it, the free gift. I'm out. All right. I knew it was too good yeah, to be so, true. Yeah, uh, so we'll... Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, anyway, y'all, we're going to leave out with a song, and uh, it was good having those brothers here, Five Smooth Song family. Uh, uh, It's refreshing to get a different uh, look on the scriptures, y'all. And like he said, don't fight it, right? So we need to definitely uh, consider all things said and uh, dwell and and meditate on the scriptures that was presented. So I'm going to put everybody on hold. I'm going to lead us out with a song. And shalom, shalom to next time. And uh, I'll see y'all next go around. <laughs> shalom, shalom, y'all. Muted. All right, all right. I'm going to play us a little jam to end it with, and uh, I'll go in peace. Created everything, but I called you my own 
That land I gave you put my name under my home. Yeah, that's my home. Israel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I made a promise, can't nobody take it. I chose to put you above all the nations. Out of your graves, I chose to awaken. We made a covenant, don't you forsake it. Come get protected while they going crazy. Israel, my firstborn, my baby. Israel, my firstborn, my baby. I woke you up in your land of captivity. I do not change, I want you to remember me. Laws and commandments, I gave you the remedy. Go read the testimonies for your memory. I said them prophets, but you was ahead of me. I come to you if you really come near to me. I heard your cry, now it's time to say it to me. I don't know what got you from all of your enemies Ooh, you know, open the sea Them waters are bitter, but I made it sweet In case you ain't know how to swim I'm, I'm your protector, so I made you walk on your feet This a reminder, you married to me I just want you to be all I called you to be They called you niggas, but I made you priests I'm about to give you back everything I'm sending plays for you I'm sending boys drying up rivers I leave them dead for you To the furrow, let my people go You heard what I said for you Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. You heard what I said for you, for you. You only ever know. Y'all the main ones I'm watching on my throne. Created everything, but I called you my own. That land I gave you, put my name in it, my home. Uh, yeah, that's my home. Israel. I'm the reason you in the captivity. We made a covenant, you ain't remember me. Broke the covenant, I sent your enemies. Get out my land since you was in fear me. I'm the reason they put you in chains. I'm the reason they switched up your name. I'm the reason why you in the hood. I'm the reason of all your pain. I'm sending floors fast daily. Think I don't lose Y'all my babies. Gave my son. Must be crazy. Come out that system. Come out of that lady. They got that military. It would not phase me. It would not move me. It would not graze me. Remember Egypt. I did all that for my people. Only ever I know Y'all the main ones I'm watching on my throne Created everything But I called you my own That land I gave you Put my name in it, my home uh, Yeah, that's my home You only ever I know Y'all the main ones I'm watching on my throne Created everything But I called you my own that land I gave you, put my name on it, my home. Yeah, that's my home. Israel. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.